All right, everybody, welcome to the Backseat Huddle Podcast, episode 23. We are at Jordan today. Uh, it's playoff time, and today I'm going to be talking to you guys about the AFC matchups for Wild Card Weekend. If you guys are interested in the NFC version of this show, that is also available. It went up on the 10th. If you're audio only, it's the podcast directly for this one. If you're viewing this one, it's basically one before this one as well. So anyways, let's go ahead and quit messing around, and let's just go ahead and get into it. So today's episode is quite frankly, just not going to be as comprehensive as the NFC version I did a few days ago. And it is simply because the AFC wildcard weekend picks seems a lot more obvious to me. And there's a lot less intrigue than in the AFC than there is in the NFC. There's three games this weekend and two of them, the starting quarterback is very, very, very probably out. So that does obviously create a lot less interest. So for that, I apologize. But I am going to start with the game that both starting quarterbacks will be playing. So the Chargers versus the Jaguars. So this one is a little bit challenging to pick. I've watched I've watched a bit of the Chargers this season. I'm familiar with the Chargers. I have not watched a ton of Jaguar football. And quite frankly, neither have you. Uh, if you're a Jaguar fan, you watch them play, but if you are not a Jaguar fan, you haven't watched a ton of the Jaguars. You very likely at home, watch them play the Cowboys and you watch them play the Titans last week and maybe a game or two more. Let's call it how it is. I'm not a Jaguar expert and neither are you. I've watched snippets of their game here and there, but I'm not going to act like I'm some sort of Jaguars analyst and I know all about them. So what I'm going to tell to you today is going to be a little bit based off feelings and it is going to have some statistical backing, but it is a little bit more feelings based than perhaps you would typically expect out of me if you're a regular listener, Kai. Uh, in essence, to me, uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Jaguars and the Los Angeles, almost called them San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers seem like very similar teams. They each have young quarterbacks with long blonde hair coming off of a letdown season, and they each bounced back to make the playoffs this season. However, it feels like the Chargers, the Chargers feel like they're one step ahead of the Jaguars in the overall process of it. It feels to me like it, it feels to me like the Jaguars made the playoffs a season early. And it kind of feels like the Chargers are right where we would expect them to be based on their rebuild since they drafted Herbert. And that's potentially just because Justin Herbert has been in the league a little longer than Trevor Lawrence has, and he also didn't have to deal with Urban Meyer as a coach. But all of that taken into consideration, I, I don't think a ton of people outside of Nick Wright thought the Jaguars would make the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Chargers were a trendy pick to make the playoffs and were a dark horse, a very trendy dark horse Super Bowl team coming into this season. So that should kind of tell you what you need to know about potentially the level that these two teams are at. There's a level of expectation that the Chargers had that the Jaguars didn't, and perhaps that's reflective of the team itself. Now, the game itself, I really hate, I really hate that the Chargers are dealing with a Mike Williams injury because he's special. He's just different. He's not guardable. He's too big. He's too fast. He's too strong. He's too everything. But it appears that it's not super serious, and he's currently listed as day-to-day -day with a back injury, but, but 
I hate that, but there is a lot about the Chargers I do really, really like in this matchup. Uh, first, aside from the meaningless game against the Broncos, the Chargers defense has been playing extremely well recently. And thanks to NFL Game Day for this graphic, since week 14, the Chargers defense has ranked first in points per game, first in total yards per game, first in pass yards per game, first in third down percent, and first in third downs allowed per game. That's really, really, really good. And I criticized the hell out of the Chargers defense earlier in this season, but they appear to have turned it around. And on the other side of this, I really dislike the Jaguars defense. They are ranked 23rd in yards per game and fifth worst in passing yards allowed. And they have the eighth fewest sacks in the league. And this is going up against the Chargers in a game where the Chargers have the third best passing offense in the NFL. That's not good. And to add some credence to those statistics, Here's the quarterbacks the Jaguars have faced since December 1st. They have faced Josh Dobbs, and then against the against the Texans, they faced Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll. Then against the Jets, they took on Zach Wilson and Chris Trevler. Then Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, and Jared Goff. So of all those quarterbacks, there's two of them, Dak and Jared Goff, what we would consider are having a good season and are at least good quarterbacks and are in a good offense at a bare minimum. And those two quarterbacks, Dak Prescott went 23 of 30 for 340 yards and three touchdowns, given he did have a couple interceptions, but that's a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns and a high completion percentage. Jared Goff went 31 of 41 for 256 yards and two touchdowns. Again, really high completion percentage, good statistics. So they're not good this Jaguars defense is not good against good quarterbacks. And now you have Justin Herbert coming into town. And Justin Herbert, I would argue, is one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's better than both of those guys. So that does not look good for them. However, where I dislike the Chargers in this matchup is that the Chargers run defense versus ETN and the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars run game. The Jaguars have the 14th ranked rushing offense, which doesn't sound that great. I admit that as a standalone statistic, but it kind of feels like they're better than that. It feels like Travis Etienne is better than that. You know, it feels like he's better than the 14th ranked rushing offense. He feels better. The more concerning part of this is that the Chargers run defense is ranked fifth worst in the NFL. So if there's a path to victory in this game, that feels like that's potentially the path to run the ball, keep Mike, keep Justin Herbert off the field, keep Mike Williams off the field, keep Keenan Allen off the field, keep that offense off the field, and use that to mitigate your defense. That feels like the path to victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars in this game. Now, if it isn't obvious already, I am leaning towards the Chargers in this game for two major reasons. One, when I look at the rosters, I believe that the Chargers just have a better roster. Like, they certainly have more name value on their squad with Bosa, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. You get where I'm going with this, Derwin James. But moreover, if I look at the quarterbacks, because that's obviously going to be more important, I look at the quarterbacks. And you remember earlier, 
when I said I felt like the Chargers were further along in the process than the Jaguars are, it also feels like the quarterbacks are further along in the process. I it feels like Herbert's just a little bit further along. And like I said, he's been in the he's been in the league longer. He hasn't had Urban Meyer. It feels like he should be further along. And I trust him more in this game. When we last watched the Jackson, when I when we last watched the Jacksonville Jaguars in primetime last week against the Titans, the Titans defense looked really good, but I wasn't super impressed with the way Trevor Lawrence played. But I'm impressed every single time I watch Justin Herbert play. And maybe that's not fair because I'm a Justin Herbert fanboy. But what I'm getting at is that. I like Justin Herbert more than I like Trevor Lawrence, and I like the Chargers roster more than I like the Jaguars roster. So for that reason, I'm going to pick the Chargers this week in a close game because Vegas does have a pick them. I'm going to pick them a close game, 28-24. It feels like the Chargers will jump ahead in this game and the Jaguars will start a comeback but fall just short. So that's my prediction for that game. Moving on to the Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills win big. Tua is not playing. He's already confirmed out for this game, and Skylar Thompson appears to be in line to start the game. And unfortunately, this game just isn't worth talking about. I would love to sit here and try to make a case for the Dolphins getting an upset against the Bills, but that would feel very disingenuous for me to you, the viewer, listener. It, it would make me feel like I didn't value your time and was just trying to fill air. So I'm not going to make a prediction on this one. I'm not even going to make a point prediction on this one because it just feels wrong. The Bills are going to win big. It's just a matter of how big they're going to win. Sorry if that's a little bit uninspiring for those of you out there, but let's go ahead and move on. Ravens versus the Bengals. So this one, obviously, just like last game, has the major issue of does the starting quarterback Lamar Jackson play or does he not play? If he does not play, I really don't give the Ravens a ton of chance to win this game. But what's even more concerning is that their backup quarterback, Tyler Huntley, is also dealing with an injury. So if he plays, there's maybe a little bit of a shot. If he does not play and they're down to their third string quarterback, take everything I'm going to say and just throw it out the window. But for the sake of argument, I'm going to lay out a reason why a Ravens-led team with their backup quarterback may have a shot against the Cincinnati Bengals. Number one, this is a division game, and everybody knows division games can be weird. Everybody knows you they're not necessarily predictable. The teams know each other really, really well, and that almost alone gives the Ravens a chance to win this game. You never know what's going to happen with a division game. Number two, the Ravens rested a bunch of their guys last week in order to try and get everyone healthy. Meanwhile, the Bengals lost a starter, another one on the offensive line, and Alex Kappa. Now, the level of concern for the Bengals could be mixed. It's obvious that they, they when they protect Joe Burrow better, he will play better. But that didn't necessarily stop Joe Burrow last season in the playoffs. So we will end up seeing where that lands. So what I'm getting at is in this game, the Ravens are going to be a little bit more healthy and a little bit more rested coming into this game. And then third... The Ravens did hold the Bengals to their lowest point total this season in their first matchup when they held the Bengals to only 19 points. So the Ravens D does know how to attack this Bengals offense. So that could obviously play a major point in this game. When they're dealing with the backup quarterback, obviously they have to score less points. It makes it easier for them to win the game with their backup. Okay. And that's the best that I can come, can come up with. I'm sure you can tell that I don't have a ton of faith 
in this Ravens team to be able to beat the Bengals. I, I really wouldn't pick them even if they had Lamar Jackson. I'm big on the Bengals. I think that the Bengals right now are one of the three to five best teams in the NFL, and I just don't see the Ravens being able to win this game. I just I struggle making a real case for the Ravens to come out victorious in this game. <sighs> so here's really why is I look at it a few day, few ways. First and foremost, this is an offensive league, and we all know that. So the Bengals have more total yards than the Ravens despite playing one last game. Okay, and on a per-game basis, the Bengals have the eighth-ranked offense in the NFL, and the Ravens are ranked 16th. And obviously, it's worth noting that they're down to their third-string quarterback, which obviously plays a role in that, but the Bengals also played one less game. That's really rough. The Ravens do have the 10th-ranked overall defense, and the Bengals is ranked 16th, which is a worthwhile talking point. However, the Ravens don't defend the pass well. They have the 25th-ranked passing defense in the NFL this season, which does not bode well for a team playing against Joe Burrow and that group of pass catchers, which have the 5th-ranked passing offense in the NFL. Does not look good for the for the Ravens there on the other side of this, we know that the Ravens run the ball extremely well. And that's what their offense is based around running the ball, but they had the second, they had the second most rushing yards in the NFL per game this season, but the Bengals have the fifth ranked rush defense. So it feels like if either of these teams are going to make a stand against the opposing offense, it leans itself that it would be toward the Bengals. So, Anytime I try to make a case for the Ravens, I just struggle to do it. I just struggle and just, I, I just like everything about the Bengals better this game and this season. It, it and it just looks, it, it just looks like Lamar Jackson is not going to play. So I just feel even better about it. So for all of that, I am picking the Bengals to win big 31 to 10. So that's it. That is episode 23 of the backseat huddle podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Take care, everybody.